Hey everyone, I know it's been a while, but welcome back to this week's episode of Taking In Your 20s with me, your host, Ali Gav. In this episode, I sat down live and in person with my senior year of college roommate, Cecilia Harchi. Cecilia and I met um, running together on the GW Club cross country team, and we haven't looked back since then. But it was so much fun talking to Cecilia. We talk about how graduating college and having our entire senior year of college be virtual during the pandemic was. We talk about where she is now, what she's up to now. We talk about her love for Latin America, study abroad, and how she really got there, and so, so much more. And just kind of how we're both doing now that we're about a year, yeah, about a year to the date almost that we graduated from college virtually. So without further ado, Here's the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I am recording with one of my very, very good friends today. Her name is Cecilia. She is actually in person with me, which is only my second in-person um episode since our first guest episode with Ella, so this is very exciting to have her in person here with me, especially because she came all the way from the West Coast. Do you want to say hi to the people, Cecilia? Hello. Um, yeah, so she's here. It's going to be a super fun episode. Um, yeah, so I'll just have you start by telling people about yourself, your little elevator pitch, who you are. <laughs> okay. Um, well, my name's Cecilia. I am 22 years old. I live in a tiny town called Hood River, Oregon, um, which is only about an hour from Portland, which is where I'm originally from, um, but my parents moved out to Oregon, and when I finished college, I moved back in with them, um, so about ten, nine months ago, uh, so I'm living out there. I lived on the East Coast for four years, going to college with Allie and other people at GW, um, and I loved that, and yeah, I, but I've definitely been realizing in the past, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel moving back to the West Coast, but I've definitely loved it. I love spending time, a lot of time, more time with my family, because I didn't get to see them all that much when I was over there, obviously, and I've been skiing a lot in the winter, and going on a lot of runs with my dad, and... Yeah, I'll ask you about that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, that's great. So, yeah, what are you doing now? Tell the people. I mean, I know, but, you know, tell the people what you're doing. <laughs> so, I work as a brand strategist at a company that's based out of New York City, and um, it's a media company, and basically what a media company does is they're like kind of the more like the other side of like advertising so if you're thinking about like the creative side where like you're you're actually creating ads like the other side is kind of working with networks and you so you have a client um and you basically direct all of their stuff you work with their budgets basically do their brand strategy so based on their budget based on their goals like what are they gonna what do they want? How do they want to buy their inventory? Stuff like that. So I only started about two months ago. 
and I think we'll probably get into this, but it's not what I studied in school, but it's really interesting, and I like I like it a lot so far. My coworkers are really nice. Um, working those East Coast hours on the West Coast, which is interesting <laughs> sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's great. I I like it so far a lot. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll backtrack a little bit to past you. Um, so I guess why did you go to GW? What was your original reasoning? I like this question a lot <laughs> because I feel like with my 2020 hindsight, I can just see a very clear, like, kind of why I ended up there, um, which is good advice to all the <laughs> young adults listening. Um, but I was very much lucky enough that my parents were both big travelers. They lived abroad separately and together before they were dating, when they were married, lots of stuff. Um, so they always had very big kind of worldviews, and I think a lot bigger than, like, I know my dad's very different than his brother's, like, you know. Um, and they always really kind of valued that, and I think that was very much passed down to my sister and I. Um, so they put us in French immersion school, which is very unique. Um, and what that is, is at least in this context that I was in, is in preschool you start in, basically it just speak French to you <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> and because kids are amazing and the human brain is amazing, you basically, it's just that kind They're of They're sponges, deep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of that deep immersion. Like they just kind of, I didn't even, I mean, and I always say this and I think people laugh, but I don't, I don't remember learning French. Like it's just how I like learned English yeah. a little bit. Um, and so I did that from preschool through eighth grade, and then I went to high school, um, and I did actually a little bit of Spanish starting in sixth grade, because they, the middle school, if you wanted to, you can do another language, (laughs) so it was very language, very world-focused, um, and again, I feel super lucky to have had that experience, um, and my parents, I think, really wanted us to have kind of know that there was a bigger world than the U.S., because I think sometimes you can get stuck in not just the U.S., but in any country. You can kind of get stuck in your own little thing, and I think they really wanted the opposite of that. They just wanted us to see kind of a big picture from, like, a young age, and that definitely did that. Um, So when I... And I took a couple language classes in high school, and I always loved history and all that stuff. So given that, when I was trying starting to apply to colleges and stuff and looking around, um, I knew I wanted to be in a city... I'd only ever lived on the West Coast, and I think, especially on the West Coast, it's this kind of, like, if you're going from the West Coast to the East Coast, it's kind of this whole mentality of, like, I'm going to an East Coast college. <laughs> like, it's hard to describe. I but... feel like East Coast colleges are also very, like, hyped up in, like, yeah. movies, and, like, that's what you hear yeah, about. Yeah, it has a very specific reputation. Yes, um, yeah. So I think, I mean, half the kids state in California so you know it depends but I think a lot for a lot of people that's kind of like they're looking for something different something you know um just kind of like change it up so I had never been to DC I knew I wanted to live I wanted to be in a city I was a city girl (laughs) um I didn't I went to a couple Boston schools a couple New York schools went to DC for maybe 12 hours with my dad and toured GW and American and I just really liked it there 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't... It's, the vibes were good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it was funny because my dad, he went to BC, and he was having vibes at all the schools that I was not having vibes at. <laughs> <laughs> so, at, like, Tufts, for example, he was like, this is great. And I was like, nope. Like, we didn't even go on the tour. I was like, no, no. <laughs> this is not for me. Uh, so I just remember, like, walking on campus. And, of course, it was a D.C. summer. It was really August. It was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Sweaty. But I just, like, liked it. You know, no, there was no one even there. Now I went I on a rainy it. day, and I liked it. Yeah. So. But I just, like, the vibes. And then, obviously, I did a ton more research. Um, mm-hmm. And I really liked, and I can say this in hindsight, too, but I really liked how GW's international affairs program which is what I ultimately applied to and got into I really liked how it had not a policy focused thing like what you kind of expect from maybe a school like that in DC and you can make it policy focused which is cool but I liked that you could have you could make it something else and you could still have this kind of very worldly education and experience but not necessarily yeah. Do the policy thing. Like I probably took one one pol I don't even know if I took one policy class. Like I can't <laughs> even remember. But everyone kind of assumes like West Coast people and other people that I say I like, study international affairs in DC, they're like, Oh, so you wanna get into politics? And I'm like, Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> but I really wanted to know more about the world and study the world in a lot of different ways. So I found that out of all the places and luckily I got in and went and it was great. But out of all the places, I liked GW for that the best. I felt like it would fit. What you were looking for. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't know what I wanted specifically, but I knew that I kind of wanted to get that bigger view, and I thought that that program would have kind of all those different avenues that I could take if I wanted to. And I did. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. I mean, I think you said it very well. GW is just kind of, if it clicks for you, it clicks for you, and, you know, I feel like that goes for, you know, most colleges, um, but yeah, so obviously you did international affairs with concentration in Latin American studies, correct? Yeah. Um, I guess, like, do you want to tell the people a little bit why you're so passionate about, like, Latin America specifically? Yeah. Like, kind of your, all your stuff with that? Yeah, we all other podcasts. Uh, <laughs> I guess the brief version. Yes, yes. <laughs> Always. Um, I actually, going back to my parents being big travelers, um, we, well, actually, way before that, in the high school, I was taking a Spanish class, and it was an AP, I think it was AP Spanish Literature. It was my senior year. I walk into the class, and there's only four other girls in the class. So it's the five of us, which is super rare. Like, you know. Yeah. That's really rare. I never had that in high school, and my high school is small. Um, and I knew the woman who was going to be teaching the class, but not very well. Um, but so she walks in, and she kind of has this, like, very like, big presence in the room, and, you know, she introduces herself, and she's like, I just want you guys to know that, like, I'm from Bogota, like, Colombia, and, like, this is AP Spanish Literature, but we're not gonna be doing, she's like, I know there's an AP exam at the end, but we're not gonna be studying a lot of these kind of, like, older, drier, like, ancient, like, Spain texts. She's like, we're gonna talk about, like, Mexico, we're going to talk about, like, Central America, we're going to talk about Colombia, we're going to talk about these places that I'm guessing you probably haven't talked about before, really, um, and, you know, we're going to read stuff from there, um, 
<laughs> you know, she's like, we're not, we're going to raise up from Spain, but, like, not only from there. And yeah, yeah. That, I mean, no one had ever really, I can't even remember if I ever talked about Latin America in any place but, like, geography where, like, it's there. Like, so I never even thought about it, really, because um, it just wasn't in my sphere of, like, you couldn't take a Latin American history class, we took AP European history, but you couldn't, there wasn't any access to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that definitely opened my eyes a lot, just being around her, and again, that small class size was so fun, because we, we literally had so much fun. It's still one of my favorite classes that I've ever taken, mm-hmm. um, and because I just, I learned so much, like, I learned a lot in the class doing the readings and stuff, but just, it was definitely a door to, like, a different world that me as at 16 or 17 really hadn't had at all um, in that way. And just kind of, you know, I'd heard all about Europe my whole life and, like, some stuff about Asia and, like, obviously parts of Africa. But, like, no one had really ever talked to me about Latin America in that type of depth. So I got super invested in that, obviously. Um, and then spring of my senior year of high school, I had a two-week break break, which... I don't know why, but it was great. Um, but my mom planned a family trip for us to go to Cuba. Mm-hmm. And, again, I'd been to Mexico maybe once when I was young. But all my other times that I'd been traveling was in Europe. Um, and so I asked, my, I asked my teacher, I was like, what do I read? Like, you know, what? Mm-hmm. how do I prepare myself? So I read a ton about all like all the history of Cuba and you know we're not gonna get into that and all of that stuff and so I knew a lot going I had all that kind of history going in which I'm very happy that I did so we basically just got to go and it was just so different and like so special than of a place than anywhere I'd ever been before Mm -hmm. U.S. Europe you know and I was so, like, I was so happy there, like, so intrigued. I remember I didn't even, like, by the end, I like, didn't even need the map. Like, I, like, looked mm-hmm. at the map, and I just could wonder. I was, like, my parents would be, like, how do you know where you're going? I, was, I just know. <laughs> like, so I had such an amazing time there. And then I went to GW, and, you know, I actually didn't take any Latin America classes because I couldn't get it <laughs> to any <laughs> of them. Well, yeah, your first year, it's at Even least second. As or... a sophomore, too. <laughs> I still couldn't get it. <laughs> it's popular, popular GW. Um, and then when we it came time to decide your concentration, right? Yeah, well, deciding my concentration and deciding where to study abroad kind of came mm. to it like at, the same, at yeah. the same time at the end of sophomore year. And I, I kind of knew that I wanted to go somewhere. That I hadn't really been before, and um, again, I hadn't taken any Latin America classes basically in the two years that I had been at GW, but I just kind of said I'd heard great things about GW's Chile study abroad program from other some of our friends and other people that I'd met in other international affairs classes. I took one Spanish class, but like that was kind of it, um, and so. I kind of was like, okay, this is what my concentration is going to be, and I'm going to Chile, and hopefully that works out. (laughs) It did, so. It did, yeah. So that's kind of how I got into it. That's like a long (laughs) way. Yeah, no, that's super cool. Um, 
Yeah, obviously you went to Chile. I mean, when you were saying about how you wanted to go somewhere that you hadn't really learned about and you didn't have, like, easy access to, at least, like, before. I mean, I mean, that's exactly why I chose to go to Australia, too. And, like, when I went there, took a Australian history class because, you know, have never, like, Never, ever, ever would they ever talk about Australia or New Zealand oh, yeah. or whatever. In I don't any, know. I don't any know classes. that much about those places either. Yeah, and so it's very interesting how it's very, obviously, like, North America focused, but then, like, European, Asia, Africa focused, like, at least in school when you're growing yeah. up. And then I think um, all of South America and Oceania are really just, like, kind of left out to, to dry a little bit. Um, but, no, yeah, that's super cool. So kind of jumping forward so obviously we both graduated together last may which is sad but also fun as cecilia holds our gw 2021 (laughs) grad cup um (laughs) but yeah and so i guess since last may so 11 months ago which is freaking crazy that's almost been a year and i don't want to think about that (laughs) that way um like I guess, what do you think is, like, the biggest thing that you've learned, like, in the last, like, 11 months, like, since graduating from college? I guess maybe two things. Like, one, kind of how to be by myself. Yeah. But, like, in, like, sort of a new way than, like, at college, because, like, you learn that as well, I feel like, at college, but in a new way. And it's funny because I, like, live with my parents, so... Maybe some people would be like, wow. <laughs> um, there's but like away from all those people that you have. Like, yeah. Away from people your age, away from people yeah. that you really. No, yeah. Big for part sure. of your life for four years. Yeah. Um, and also that I feel like I am generally. I would think I would have said that I'm generally pretty good about not kind of comparing myself to people. Mm-hmm. But I think that I definitely fell victim to that a lot, graduating from Ooh, school. Yeah. I think it's really hard not to. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, but I think since that, I don't know if it was just because I was doing my own thing or, like, there weren't any kind of big decisions that I really needed. Like, I don't know. I don't know why I never, at least in my memory, I can't remember really being kind of plagued by it like I really was post-grad yeah yeah I don't want to say I'm not still but I definitely feel a little bit differently than I did if you asked me six months ago yeah so I think those would probably be the two biggest things biggest things yeah 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 no I think that is like such a big one that is just like not talked about super much just because it's super tough, right? Because, like, everyone's on these, like, totally different paths, like, after post-grad. Especially if you are someone who chooses to go to college, you kind of tend to, like, surround yourself with people who are kind of doing the same thing as you. And so you're all kind of on the same path, so you're not really comparing yourself to other people as much. Because um, you're doing your own thing. Like, you're all doing the same thing. Yeah. But then once you graduate, yeah. you see, like, other people doing different things. It's really hard to not sit there and be like, oh, well, like, what if I was doing that? And what if I was doing this? But... It's just, like, I feel like it's just so hard, right? Because I feel like you can kind of end up doing that your whole life. I think your 20s are, like, probably the hardest time because, I mean, at least speaking personally, like, I've got friends who are going to be married in the next year. (laughs) Like, I've got friends who are, like, 
you know, obviously I have full-time jobs doing their own thing, like, making, like, a good check, and, you know, I'm over here, like, (laughs) slumming it, like, in grad school, so, you know, it's tough sometimes, but I think, I mean, and I'm sure you kind of feel this, too, that just being, like, okay, like, it's just a stepping stone, like, we're gonna do our thing, and, like, the next thing will come, and it'll all work itself out in the end, even though it's, like, you know, what our parents would say. I think I even, I mean, on the other side of things, fall victim to the fact that, you know, I'm in grad school, I'm, like, working, like, all these, like, side jobs, whatever, and sometimes I'm, like, oh, man, I really just want a nine-to-five. <laughs> like, I really just want to, like, be able to come home at the end of the day and not worry about anything. But I also know, like, there's, like, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Like, my dad would always say to me when I was a kid, he was always like, enjoy these years while you're in school. Because once you're out, it's just like this the rest of your life. I'm like, oh, God, Dave, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really getting deep with me here. But, yeah, no, I feel like the whole comparison thing, like, it's, you know, the whole grass is green on the other side. Yeah. But, like, you don't actually know, like, no, yeah. what every. I mean, I think. Everyone's going through their own thing. Like, yeah. If, like, you would just copy-paste the same thing that you're going through and it would just apply to their own thing. Oh, like, yeah. you know. And I mean... If it's not one thing, it's another. So, it's never going to be... And then, like, social media obviously like does not uh, That's what that. was going to be my next point. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, when our parents were growing up... And, like, going through their 20s, like, we didn't have any of that. So they weren't well, like, oh, had so... had film cameras and you know, vibes. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have LinkedIn. Like, like LinkedIn. <laughs> like, I mean, I hate that guy, but... Every time I unlock a new character at work, a.k.a. someone messages me that I don't know about, I, like, go on LinkedIn and my side computer, I'm like, who are they? <laughs> and then I'll text my friend at work and I'll be like, new side character unlocked! <laughs> and she's like, did you find them on LinkedIn? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, and so I feel like it's hard, right, like when someone's like, oh, just got over in this new job, this new place, I'm so excited, or whatever. Or, like, you have the kids our age who are just, like, super locked into LinkedIn. They're, like, reposting, like, these little things. Like, thank you so much to so-and-so for my internship this (laughs) summer. And I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not a LinkedIn gal. <laughs> I'm never going to be. I mean, like, I'll update, like, my general resume. You know, whatever. Keep up with the times. But, like, <laughs> you're never going to see me up there posting the cringy stuff. But, you know, if that's you, then that's you. <laughs> you know, my vibe is more like if my cousins or, like, my close friends, like, post like an update i'll like post one of those little, like congrats like but more in like an ironic way oh yeah than like a legit way yeah. i mean just because i think it's funny but yeah i think social media just makes things so much more difficult because we see things through like uh like a rosy lens oh, yeah. about how everyone's lives are versus our parents were all just like <laughs> like they only have to like interact with their close circle friends um and know what they're kind of up to and not have to not have to see it all which I think is important like I've heard people talk about how they like will mute certain people they need to if it becomes like too much for them or just you know get off social media do social media cleanses and I really 
always want to do those. Like, really think about it. And then I'm like... I can't see that for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, my friends always talk about it. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm going on an Instagram cleanse. It's great. And I just, like, text back. I'm like, I really want to do that. But that's, like, my main way of getting track and field, like, updates. <laughs> and I'm like... No, it's true. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know what's up if I can't read the latest, latest like, Sidious Mag, like, oh. Instagram posts? How do, what do I do if I don't know what Chris Chavez is doing? Um, what about yeah. Kyle? <laughs> and I'm just like, if, or like, I'm like, I can't even imagine, like, if I had to find out news through, like, my friends texting me, like, all the time. Like, or like, waiting every Wednesday for the lab count. I'm like, can't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> I gotta know. That's the main reason why, why yeah. I can't go on a social media class. <laughs> no, yeah, I think it's so, I mean... One of the things that I wrote about my thesis was social media. And, like, kind of how, yeah. public, like, just how, like, how intertwined it makes our lives. And yet, like, how much it separates people at the same time. And, like, kind of, mm-hmm. it's, like, this weird, like, bridge-river situation where, like, depending on where you are. I don't know. Like, I would say as a whole, it's been, like, a positive thing because, like, you can... Just see and connect with so, so many, many people, people and just like yeah. understand different this perspectives. Is a big picture, but like understand like the human experience, I feel like a little bit. But then on the other There's hand, there's a lot of downsides too. No, yeah. yeah. So. Every rose has a thorn, you know? <laughs> Can't avoid it. True. But yeah, so yeah, definitely. Like, I love so much like seeing. I love, like, when my friends, like, from college post, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm commenting, I'm liking, I'm, like, so excited. Yeah. So, like, that's always so fun. Like, you know, there's that connecting aspect. And then, you know, I'll be, like, by myself, I'm like, oh, man, I really wish I could run with my friends from college, but they're all in Boston or, you know, whatever, so. Yeah. No, it would be tough, I think. Um... You probably don't feel this way, but I think TikTok has been worse for me than, like, any of the other apps. And I think, yeah, I think it's just because, like, you're not only just seeing, like, because on TikTok, I don't really, I follow, like, a few of my friends, but not, like, as many people I actually know as Instagram. Yeah, so I'm seeing these random-ass people on TikTok, and, like, you know. I like when I get, like, just the funny ones. I'm like, oh, yeah. But sometimes you see these ones that just, like, kind of, like, make, at least for me, like, make me, like, feel bad. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like, didn't need that. Or, like, again, maybe this is a unique experience, but I always get the ones that are like, oh, we're going to do a card reading for you. (laughs) I've never gotten those. Bro, I get, like, the card reading ones all the time, and they're, like, want to tell me, and then I get sucked in, right? (laughs) And they want to, like, tell me my life, and I'm like, I shouldn't even believe this. Like, 50,000 people have liked this. Like, clearly, like, it's just a thing. But they're like, oh, this is what's going to happen to you next. (laughs) Maybe I just need to stop watching those or, like, block (laughs) I try to, but sometimes, sometimes they get to me. I have to say, the last few days I haven't been on TikTok have been great. So, yeah, I, I like, I don't spend as much time on TikTok. So, I, I, I feel like I like seeing the strangers because I'm like, what are these dudes doing? Like, this is crazy. But, I like the fun ones, but I don't like the ones that, 
I don't. I've never had my tarot cards read <laughs> from TikTok. No, that's like. Sometimes I'll go through my for you page and like in a five minute period I can see like ten. Like not even kidding. Depends on the t- depends on the time. Yeah. And I'm not even like a zodiac girl. <laughs> like I'm not like that. No. But anyways, no astrology getting too. away from you know major topics here. Um. All right. So this is, this is a heavy question. Heavy questions. Probably okay. gonna go in a lot of different ways. Okay. Um. But. I guess I kind of want to talk about how just, like, even though people were vaccinated by the time we graduated and all that sort of thing, like, how we think, like, COVID just still ultimately played a role in our, like, post-grad experience because obviously, like, you know, maybe it wasn't as bad as the 2020 people, but in some ways I think it also was because our whole senior year was online and we didn't get to have, like, any of those in-person connections or any, like, we didn't even have a graduation until October after we graduated, and at least the 2020 kids had, like, you know, most of their senior year, (laughs) um, although I will say the job market probably wasn't super great when they graduated, but I don't think it was much better by the time we did either, so I guess, like, just talking a little bit more about, like, how COVID really ultimately, like, put a strain on, like, you specifically, like, post-grad, I know you had other plans for yourself so kind of elaborating on that yes I probably would not be here sitting <laughs> talking to you though I'm so probably glad not. that I am yeah um well as I mentioned I went to Chile and honestly Cuba and loved all my experiences in Latin America and I was like on the plane I was like I gotta get or not even on the plane the first day I was second day I was there I was like I love it here I gotta get back here <laughs> so I kind of I had always, even from a young age, when I was, you know, in more international school setting stuff, I always kind of, they would have people come and talk to us about, like, living abroad. Like, it was just kind of always a big, like, presence in my life. life. Yeah. Like, kind of just, and, like, my parents hosted, like, French um, student teachers. Oh, yeah. We hosted student teachers. It was They would come and stay with us for, like, a month at a time. Mm. And we had this, like, ginormous fridge in our house in Portland, and they would always take pictures of our fridge. Because it was, like, huge. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't remember it being particularly huge, but my mom just told me that story, like, the other week. <laughs> she was like, don't you remember all the... No, like, now that I think about it, I think your fridge was kind of big. <laughs> They're called, like, stagiaire. And she's like, don't you remember all the stagiaire, like, taking pictures of the fridge? And I was like, no. <laughs> but anyways, I always had, like, kind of this idea. Like, I always wanted to really... And I obviously did that doing study abroad and stuff, but I knew that... After graduating. It kind of, like, came together that I didn't really know, again, what I wanted to, like, do, quote-unquote. Um, but I just know, no slash knew then, that, like, that's just, like, an environment that I really thrive in. Like, I love doing stuff like that. Like, you could put me anywhere. Like, I'll make friends. Like, I'll, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll, hopefully, maybe I already know the language, but if I don't, like... Hopefully pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've always loved things like that. I think that's one of the reasons that I did so well moving to the East Coast because I know that wouldn't have been as good of a time as I feel like if I wasn't kind of a more extroverted, kind of yeah that type of focused person. Um, But, like, I've loved every single experience that I've had, kind of, like, living slash, like, doing stuff abroad. So that was kind of... 
that kind of took shape into what I was going to do in some capacity, um, especially after I got home in early 2020. Um, <laughs> that kind of was like, because, you know, that's when people started asking you, like, oh, you know. Yeah, end of doing? junior year. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of always became, that kind of became my, oh, you know, I want to go back to Latin America. Like, you mm-hmm. know. you just been there, too. Yeah. So you I mean, knew. Maybe yeah. I'll, I really, I mean, I still don't know what. I don't want to say would have done because maybe it's still in the cards. Maybe it's still in the cards. No, it is still in the cards. But what you, you would have done immediately after, I guess, it would have been. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was open to um, even, like, moving back home and, like, working for a couple months and, and then leaving mm-hmm. to, well, another thing about there is the seasons are opposite, obviously, so it might have wouldn't made oh, yeah. sense to kind of go in January. Go in, like, yeah, until it's nice and warm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was either going to just backpack or I was going to sign up and work as a teacher or I applied for a couple of fellowship programs. Like, that was, like, it was literally all the options. That yeah. was kind of always, that was going to be my thing. Um, and then the pandemic hit, obviously. I thought we would be back in school by September. <laughs> yeah, <not>. R.I.P. <laughs> um, and I just, I couldn't get... I know that I respect people who have done stuff, any of those many things since then. For me, if we're being really honest, I think, specifically from my time in Chile, and this won't be the case forever, obviously, but I have such a specific memory of it preserved in my mind, Mm -hmm. and I almost don't want the pandemic to kind of like sully that yeah memory and again in my logical brain I know that everything has changed and it's not like that anymore but it's so perfectly preserved in my memory because I haven't been back since then but I don't want it to be different even Mm -hmm. though even if the pandemic hadn't happened it would have been different but I don't know if that's the reason that I didn't go because they're all are a lot of other factors, but I just, my original one thing was, oh, I'm just going to wait, <laughs> and, like, everything will calm down, and it didn't really, <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that that's still in my future. I think but it is. <laughs> I kind of tabled it, but yeah, I definitely changed all of my plans, because I remember sitting in our kind of senior year <laughs> house. I remember when I kind of decided to, because... Yeah, you were talking about it for, like, a, I know like I ta- a week or so, like, you were I feel like I talked about, about it a lot of the fall semester, yeah. like, that was still kind of my plan, but I remember kind of when it changed. Yeah. It was kind of more like, kind of, a res- like, a resignation, like, okay, like, you know. Because I... W- well, when they announced that <laughs> spring semester was going to be online, too, yeah. I think I, it was pretty yeah, yeah. evident that things weren't... Changing yeah. as and if you looked at the news, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. And another reason why I really wanted to do that was not had that type of experience was because I knew that it was something that I could build without being dramatic, like kind of build my life on. Because without you know having to do the whole job, like you know all that stuff that I could see that. I've I'd seen our older friends be stressed with, and mm-hmm. I just didn't want to have that yet specifically. And I acknowledge that, obviously, that's a privilege to, like, have, to not kind of have that immediate job stress, like, 
need to find a job, all of that. So definitely acknowledge that. Um, but I just, I wanted something different for myself than that. And I think it was really hard for me when come spring of our senior year, I found myself applying to all of these jobs that I kind of didn't, like I didn't, I mean, I didn't want them. I, I really didn't want them. And it's funny because in DC, I feel like you, like you have to want jobs in DC, like because yeah. there's so much competition for them. Like you gotta, you gotta, you like you gotta, you gotta show that you want it, you and you also have to show that you want it. And I feel like, and I was getting like having a couple of interviews and just getting rejected. And I was like, oh man, I'm getting rejected. But like in hindsight, like I don't really blame them because they could probably tell that I didn't really want it that badly. Like there were probably ten other contestants or whatever candidates that were actually really in it for that actual, that, you know, yeah. that specific job, as opposed to me, it was just kind of senior year of college floating around, maybe yeah. I'll stay in D.C. because I like D.C., um, but that was definitely, I mean, that was definitely really hard, and a part of the pandemic that I was not fond of. Yeah. <laughs> just because, yeah, I mean... It's funny because I had, I'll say that I had such a specific, like, an expectation, but it was, like, an expectation with, like, no expectations, if that makes sense. It was just kind of a direction, and then without that direction, I felt very lost, I think. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. It's funny to think of it as a direction, because it was not, there wasn't even a plan, but no. there was kind of, and it had been something that had been kind of, got like, you know propelling me forward for a long time so yeah I definitely felt very lost after that and kind of seeing everyone else like decide on things things, and you know you guys going to grad like deciding on grad school and other people like picking jobs and me yes getting rejected but more just like feeling so bummed because the one thing that I really wanted to do I just like didn't feel like was feasible yeah. So, definitely feeling some feelings lost <laughs> from that. Yeah, no, I think definitely when it comes to graduating post pan or pandemic <laughs> um is that just like plans changed. I mean, I think like I mean, even for me, like I made a very last minute decision to kind of go to grad school, like took the GRE without a lot of studying, did decently well gotta say um I'll give it to myself um and kind of just went for it because kind of like you I was like I can't see myself doing literally anything at this moment so (laughs) I'm just gonna continue going to school and build myself up like while I can yeah um and I think that probably happened to more people than we think but you know we have a small bubble and you know Obviously, in our bubble, people kind of knew what they were doing, so Mitch makes it hard, and maybe some people in our bubble will say otherwise, like, but just from, like, how, like, the outside perception came across as, like, oh, shit, I don't know what I'm doing, and everyone else does. Yeah. But now I want to switch to some fun questions, some random questions. (laughs) Um, We got to start out with uh, a podcast favorite, Your Favorite Shaped State. And lucky for you, you have a map right in front of your face I right know, now. That's actually so, really helpful. <laughs> versus trying to just like come up with it on top of your head. 
Everyone's going to judge me for saying this. <laughs> but I think I'm going to have to say Texas. Only, well, one. It's solely based on the shape. Yeah. Nothing else. Stars are my favorite shapes. Like, I have, I wear a star necklace all the mm. time. And I draw stars on, like, everything. Yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> so, I think probably that would be my, like, number one. It also helps that, like, Evan lives there. <laughs> and I like Evan. Um, but probably that, just because, like, I like the star, the star theme. Yeah. Um, but maybe my next one. I don't know. I feel like maybe Michigan, because I like the Maine thing. <laughs> you like fun. the little island off there? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a meme on Instagram once that was like, oh, it tells you all you need to know about the people from Wisconsin that they haven't taken back that part I of Michigan. That too. It's like yeah. not attached. And I think that's funny. I think they should. I think Wisconsin should. <laughs> Wisconsin should conquer that part <laughs> of, of um, Michigan, I think. I completely agree with that. I mean, <laughs> I don't really know anyone that lives... I don't know anyone that lives in that part of Michigan, but <laughs> imagine living in that part of Michigan and just being like, damn, the rest of y'all, like, the good parts of... I mean, granted, I'm saying good parts as in, like, where the cities are, which <laughs> yeah. I don't really even know that much about Detroit. <laughs> um, but, like, being like, oh, man, like... All that stuff's down there, and we're uh, stuck up here with Wisconsin and Canada. Like, you could take, like, a ferry, probably, or something to get over the other part of Michigan. I don't know. Yeah. Seems kind of lame to me, but <laughs> I think Wisconsin should make some money moves. <laughs> yeah. um, Those would probably be my fave. My next question is another podcast favorite. Um, your dream runcation. If you could run anywhere in the world, where would it be? I have two. Like, okay. Rapa Nui, like, Easter Island. Yeah. With, like, all the statues. Mm-hmm. Because I really, really regret not going there. I, uh, you've told me that before, yeah. When I was in Chile, because my friend went, two of my friends went, and, because it seemed, like, so far and, like, a lot of money at the time. You know, like, a $300 fight. Like, it was like, I, I should have done it. <laughs> I regret mm-hmm. that. Probably there. That was, because, uh, like. I just, the history of the island is so, like, crazy and cool. So, probably there, because... It's a good choice. Yeah, and then I could also go back to South America. Yeah. I would be like, what win for me? <laughs> well, I guess, building off of that question, if you could live anywhere for six months, where would it be? Like, if you were to leave, like, tomorrow and go live somewhere for six months, where would it be? Probably... Honestly, probably New Zealand. Yeah, that's going to be what I said, too. That's, like, that's really up there on my list. And I also didn't want to say another Latin America one. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be my next choice. Up there, yeah. Like, probably, like, maybe back to Chile, just because I loved it there. Not Argentina, though. <laughs> yeah. Maybe back to, actually, actually, maybe back, maybe to Brazil. Either, either, like, New Zealand or Brazil. What is your favorite memory with yours truly, Ali Gav? Oh, man. <laughs> I do have a lot. <laughs> oh, that's, like, the hardest one. <laughs> Especially because we just spent so much time together last year. No, Literally sleeping <laughs> six inches away from each other every night. Um, For those of you who don't know, I'll give Cecilia some time to thank here. Yes. Um, 
me and Cecilia lived in a townhouse last year with two of our other roommates, and um, we had this tiny little bedroom that like barely fit two we got twin it beds. Before- COVID was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Before, we like, started at least before we knew like, we would be probably spending every like second two, in our house. Probably like two weeks before. <laughs> Not yeah. that long. It was in, I think it was like February. Yeah. Maybe, but. But even then, we didn't know that school would be online. Yeah, yeah. We had no idea. We were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, well, because we're and both not bedroom people. Like, yeah, I feel like we were more like common room common people. people. Yeah, so. But yeah, so we lived in this <laughs> tiny little like room and barely fit like our twin beds in there like we had to get like match we got like matching twin beds that like had like these little like um drawers underneath and like no joke it was a one butt aisle in between our beds <laughs> like you could you couldn't even open your drawer up like hardly like ha- the whole way you couldn't open two drawers at the same time no. um but yeah so it's tiny little bedroom so we always like joke about how like you know we spent like so much we, we did spend so much time yeah. together because we'd always, you know, watch TV downstairs, like, after school. Well, not after school. <laughs> when we should have been doing schoolwork, but we weren't. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure it's just has, like, so many great memories of me because, you know. I do. I think, <laughs> I don't, this isn't one specific one, but probably all, and people will laugh because it sounds kind of rough. But probably all of our bike rides that we did in, like, the D.C. Yeah. In, in the summer, specifically. In the summer on Rock Creek. Which mm. is, like, just the overall, vibes. like, not an enjoyable, <laughs> like, experience in the D.C. heat. In that 140 yeah. degree weather. <laughs> we would look like we'd just taken a shower. But those those were always really fun. And also when we did the big, all of, all of our bike rides, but when we did the big one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was good. Oh, yeah, that was fun. I was going to say, so mine's also bike ride related. Yeah. But my favorite one um, <laughs> is when we took all the L's on our way to and from Arlen- or Alexandria. So there's this one night where me and Celia, like, we're going rogue. And we decided to not go to our, like, cross-country, club cross-country practice. And we're like, we're going to go on a bike ride to Alexandria instead. We had, gr- like, you know, we were cruising for five miles. And then suddenly, my, like, tire decides to go flat. Um, and luckily, we had, like, a pump on us, right? Because then we, like, pumped yeah, it up. I and I was able to keep, like, riding another five miles. But then we got, like, ten miles out. And, you know, my tire was having issues. So we were like, oh, there's a bike shop, like, a mile away. So we pumped it up again and biked there. And... And they're like, oh, yeah, we can take care of this, but we need, like, an hour. So me and Cecilia, like, left our bikes there. We, like, decided to go, like, we were starving because we were hungry. Like, we'd biked or whatever, and it was probably, like, 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. I or something. I forgot it was after. It was, like, in it the was evening. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was, like, nighttime. It was dark. And so we decided to, like, so, you know, this is already a huge L for us. And so then we were like, okay, we need to go get Mexican food at this, like, place. So we started running down the street in our helmets because we, like, still had our helmets on. People were, like, yelling at us, being like, why you still got your helmets on if you were running? Like, it was this whole thing. Then we finally got my bike back. And then we started biking back, and we were, like, all happy, yada, yada. We were probably about, like, three or four miles away from home. And, like, my bike just, like, takes it again because I guess the guy, like, pumps the bike tire up like so much that it like popped or whatever and there was no saving that bad boy so then we had to like lug it onto the metro and we probably got home like two hours later than we should have 
But we just, like, yeah, we kind (laughs) of just, like, laughed the whole way through it, which I think, like, if I had been alone, I probably would have been, like, all grumpy. (laughs) Yeah. But we just had a great time. We ate some Rodillas, which is a cheese quesadilla sitting on the road. (laughs) (laughs) To to clarify, it was not one that we found on the road. (laughs) It was one that we bought. Um, But, yeah, we had a lot of good bike ride memories. Yeah. I do miss our bike ride adventures. Yeah, those are very fun. Um, our okay. house was just tiny. <laughs> we were like, we need to go. Gotta out. get out of here. <laughs> and there was nowhere to go because DC and COVID. Yeah. And nothing was open. <laughs> so, bike rides you know. it is. DC is such a great place to, I, to I mean, bike, I, run, I don't walk. ride my bike where <laughs> I am now. And I miss it so much. I love riding my bike in DC. Yeah, riding my bike around here is tough. I gotta go to like real trails. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm just going over potholes the entire time um okay and then I have two more questions for you so the second to last one is a song that you just like have on repeat right now and you just think is like such a vibe um song Rex for the people (laughs) well I actually one of my well one of my new year's resolutions is to do have two of them but and they're like big ones so they're not like you know they're not like going to the gym one (laughs) yeah yeah one of them was because obviously i'm in years of making kind of big decisions this was also my same one last year but i liked it so i kept it again (laughs) but kind of to make all of my decisions with myself in mind like Mm -hmm. just like kind of Kind of, like, always choosing me. Like, that was, like, a big yeah, yeah. thing. Um, kind of one of the reasons that I moved back to Oregon and all that stuff. Um, but <laughs> the other one was I really wanted to go to more concerts because I the had a lot of concerts. really stole that from Yeah. Me. I got really into a lot of music during the pandemic, I think, because... It was, I like, just, an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got my... I got, like, my Spotify account, like, right before, like, when I was in Chile. So I hadn't, like, I got a lot of time to, like, explore Spotify and, like, you know, do all that. And that's one of the main reasons that I wanted it, because I wanted to find, like, new artists. Mm. And, like, not that I don't love my girly Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) But I really wanted to kind of, like, broaden that horizon and stuff. Um, So that's been really fun. But now that I'm kind of, like, two years into that, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go to some more concerts. Now things are, you know, people are going on tour again. So, I've been to a lot, a lot of good concerts in the past, like, six months. Like, I went to Harry Styles in November. That was great. Um, Love that man. Um, And then I went to three um, different ones in March, kind of randomly, with one of my really good friends who lives in Oregon. I went to Gracie Abrams, who is probably, I think her concert is maybe the best one that I've been to. And I just signed up randomly for it, but... All of her songs are very kind of, like, slow and, like, kind of emo. And I really didn't... I went into it with, like, no expectations because it was my friends. Because there were two artists coming on the same week. And we were like, okay, we're going to hit both of these. And we'll go, you know, to one for one person then one yeah. for the other person. Like, kind of each one picks. Um, and so I wasn't really... I didn't know what her concert was going to be like. I didn't know. Because all of her songs were super slow and stuff. And it was an amazing concert. Like, I wish that I had the concert versions of the songs to listen to on my Spotify. 
Um, so that was great. So any of Gracie Abrams' songs I've been listening to a lot. Um, and then my OG. I feel like music is just such a big, like, emo- like you know, emotional connector. And for me, where, right when I moved back to Oregon, this artist, Maisie Peters, I don't know if anyone knows her, but... She put out this album, and it's honestly, like, one of my favorite albums ever, because it's, like, sad. It's, like, kind of emo songs, but they're, like, kind of, like, happy beats, <laughs> and so, like, I just, I mean, I literally, it's probably the biggest, like, the one thing I've been listening to for the past, kind of, like, six or seven months, like, consistently, but I bought tickets to her show, kind of when she released her tour dates back in September or whatever, and it finally came in, it was March 27th, and it was so great, and I got to meet her and stuff, and it was this tiny venue in Portland, um, so, any of her songs, I guess, specifically, like, Elvis song, and, like, Architecture, I guess, and Worst of You, (laughs) (laughs) that's a long, okay, and then my last question is just, if you could give your freshman year of college self one like, quick piece of advice, what would it be? Kind of, like, this is, I feel like this is cheesy, but kind of, like, take in, like, more of my moments from college, because, like, Mm. with the hindsight of, like, not having the last two years of school with, like, the pandemic and... Yeah. I mean, I guess I studied abroad, but I don't really count, but, like, you know, I only spent really two years at GW, like, for reals. Yeah. Um counting like study abroad and then the pandemic and I think I kind of just not that I wish that I had like been in the moment more because I think I was like I didn't stay in my room or anything but I guess I think I would I would tell her to just kind of like I guess appreciate like you know appreciate everything you know. a little bit more because I think I was like oh I have to, like you know two more years to do that which is like was yeah. true like it wasn't not true I mean no one would expect that yeah that would happen but happen. I think that like, I think back a lot to those first two years which were very fun yeah um and like I think that was such a fun like classic college like yeah for sure experience that just like to tell her like just make sure to like you know step back and be like oh this is so fun like this is great yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Cecilia. I'm so happy to finally interview you. (laughs) Um, Can we get a Later Losers for the people? Yes. Later Losers.